0: This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Adele, and today's episode is Relationship Roulette. Today, I'm going to share with you what a good friend of mine has messed up in his relationship and what you can learn from that so you don't replicate the same mistake. So, I need to preface our conversation today with the fact of, I have been no angel in relationships. If you happen to be new to the show for some reason, I am a 36-year-old man as it sits. I was unfaithful from 19 until 31. Had literally no more than six days during that time period in which I was not in a relationship. And probably total combined, didn't spend more than a year, maybe two years on a stretch, where I was faithful to any one woman during that time always overlap, always incongruency, always covering things up and lying and just not good. And I share that not because I wasn't a good man or a good person, as I was not making good decisions and my actions were not good. And that comes from setting the right framework for your and I's chat today. The fun part of almost every relationship, if you will, is the getting to know you stage, isn't it? Like, Let's be honest. Whether you're married, whether you're dating, whether you're engaged, whether you're single, it doesn't matter. It's that butterfly in the stomach, can't get enough of, can't wait to see what you look like with your clothes off type of passion that has us chasing new relationships. Am I right? I mean, I know at least on my side I am for me. And so I was having a conversation literally just before this episode with a very, very close friend of mine. And he has you know, somewhat recently experienced a parting of ways with his girlfriend, right? partner, significant other, whatever you want to call her. They were not engaged. They were not married. And he had this opportunity where he came across this individual. They, they just spent a handful of moments around each other. Right. Less than 10. And he was hoping in the back of his mind that things would go a certain way. And right, he, the alignment wasn't quite there. Now, I've, of course, been there, right? Having, you know, preconceived ideas of what's supposed to come of a situation seems to be the sure, surest way. I don't know if that's a word. most sure-fired way to almost without without question not get what you want, right? If you, if you if you walk into a situation with expectations, you almost are always let down. And so we're speaking, him and I, based off of that, right? I just want to check in on him, see how he's doing, see what his, take his temperature, really. And in our conversation, right, we're going back and forth and round and round about, man, in my previous relationship, I had these things. Right, I'll put some skin around this, right? In a previous relationship, I had a woman that, was maybe not so much of a hard charger. It was someone that was supportive, was great. Right, wasn't this A-type personality, it wasn't a entrepreneur, it wasn't a business leader, it was just a good woman, maybe even great woman. And then he exited that relationship, and over a period of time, he then finds a new woman to date. Yes, right, we inherently do. In case you're curious, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and needing Interpersonal communication, i.e. connection with others, is a real need for all of us. And so in the sex relationship, the, the woman that he's dating is that hard charger. Right? She is the A-type personality. She is the producer. And everything's incredible. Right? Everything's great. Sunshine and roses. This, the, the fireworks are present in the room every time they're around each other. Hot and heavy, quick. Diving right into the deep end of the relationship. You know what, I, what I'm talking about. We've all done this before. Like 100% of the time. I've literally done this in every relationship that I've ever had. Other than the one with my wife. Which is ironic because she's my only wife. Will be my only wife. So maybe there's something to be said for what I'm going to share. So we're, I'm I'm chatting with him, right? He's sharing with me his his connections, like how how these how the connections of his mind are going together in the moment. And I'm challenging him as I think any good friend should do. And I ask for permission. I say, you know, can I? Do you mind if I interject? And He grants me permission. I say, you have no freaking clue what you want. You say you want. Maybe to, to have it be that there's a, a relationship there. But then on the other side of things, you say, yeah, but I, I, I want someone that's, you know, not quite so hard charging. Maybe, maybe someone that takes more of a, a beta role, right? Maybe more of a like, supportive role. And we challenge each other, right? I th- again, I think that's super healthy as, as friends should do. And so we're having this conversation and it begins to dawn on me. Man, I, I see the da- I see the the fallacy to relationships. I see exactly what I'll just say that I, you didn't do right, and what I had consistently done wrong as well. And it's not as profound as it might seem, but it is absolutely true. Soon, my friend came across this young lady that he was dating. They had a mutualistically beneficial relationship that was truly platonic. There were two people that were both involved in different businesses that were connected by mutual friends to help grow each other's businesses. As luck would have it, I would be one of those friends. And as I connect the two, one has an incredible product and offering and is good at certain things, and one is an incredible brand and face and talent, like you two are, you know, within, I think, 50 miles of each other, you should at least know each other and see if there's some synergy. And the synergy starts. And Let's talk about that synergy. I right, think about if you're a man, think about another man. If you're a woman, please think about another woman. But imagine you're having a business meeting with someone of the same sex. Of course, you're going to put your best foot forward, but it, Conversation's pretty direct in tonality. And we're smiling, we're jovial, but there's no undertones. Like you're just being your authentic self because there's no airs of needing to be something different. Now, of course, we all put our best foot forward and we are doing things that are most advantageous for us to get the desired outcome. But we're just being ourselves, right? When I go have a, a, a lunch meeting with a client or a potential client, I might make sure my hair's a little less tussled and might make sure my clothes are a little nicer. Might make sure I brush my teeth once or twice more. But when I show up, I'm just myself, right? Friendly, jovial. Just me. No different than I'm sure you would do. But as time progressed in my friend's life, what ends up happening is there's a Emotional attachment, connection is a better word, that begins to grow. And this hard-charging, black and white, this is where we're going, very masculine energy, very direct energy that has a beautiful side of a spiritual connection as well. This individual starts to open up another part of his life, another part of himself. And some of the hard charging and some of the connection becomes not quite as important. And over time, as I know I have done in relationships and potentially you have as well, I became more concerned and he became more concerned with appealing to the needs of her versus being the man that she originally became attracted to. This is the story of my life. You see, if I dispense with this nicety of having, you know, whatever person perspective this is, let's just talk real for a second, you and I. In my single days, let's say I'm single right now. And I'm interested in going out with a woman. I'm going to be my authentic self, maybe even a heightened version. But, like, I'm not going to blow off work halfway through the day to potentially, you know go somewhere with someone I'm just now interested in, when she would contact me, look, I got to work, this stuff is important, I just can't do it today, then it's, right, spending time in the evenings, especially as you're just starting to court each other, this is not playing some game, this is just being serious, it's like, hey, do you want to, you know, you want to get a bite to eat tonight, now I can't, and I'm going to work late, then I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go home, but I'd love to call you on the way home. Right, that would be normal to me to begin with. I don't know about you right this is all this is all pre intimacy but as things progress, I know myself personally I began to water down who I was and when I say that what would happen in those same situations someone calls me you know message me in mid-morning hey you know let's let's do something right I, can we have lunch together? Ah yeah, I got some calls. Let me see if I can move them around. Let me see if I can, you know, create holes in my schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see what I can I'll see what I can bend to accommodate your needs, even though I had other things that were more important. Or previously on the calendar. And right, we do that. I, I did that because I wanted to make certain that my partner felt important. And they are important. They should be important, but right, that turns into the end of the workday conversation, the same conversation that I just, you know, projected. Hey, I'm gonna get off work tonight. I'm gonna go to the gym. Uh, I got to like I say a little bit late. Got to do X, Y, and Z. The girl says, you know, I just really want to see you. Could you skip the gym? Could you blow this off? I just, how about we go grab a bite to eat? And while being the man, like I stated, like I had some stuff I want to do. I'm like, yeah, you know, I suppose I can, I can skip the gym today. It's no big deal. And all of a sudden, I start diminishing parts of myself that were the parts that the woman would have found attractive anyways. Which is the exact story that might be true for my dear friend. You see, I certainly haven't interviewed his ex to know what that looks like, nor would I ever dream of it. I think nothing but high praises of her and him in any capacity. But let's be honest for a moment, you and I. Someone comes into your life, they are attracted to the version of you you are in that moment. I know for me, it used to always be some crazy thing in my head of like, how is this, especially my wife, right? This is solely like, this is the story of my wife. Like, I see her at Lifetime Fitness. I'm staring at her, I'm staring at her, it's weird but I can't help it, like she's just gorgeous, like she's stunning to me. And this goes on for two or three weeks. I don't speak to her, I don't involve myself in her life, I don't go up and try to talk to her, and some of it's because of my own insecurity, some of it's because I was in another relationship, some is because the gym is my kind of sacred place where I have a hat on and headphones in and I'm there to work out and then leave. But really the majority of it is I don't like or didn't like rejection. So why would I go talk to this woman? She's always surrounded by guys. And so as she eventually waves to myself and my friend as I'm on a leg press machine, I sit there and battle back and forth with him throughout the next three sets, justifying that there was no way she was waving at me and she must be waving at him. So I didn't believe that there'd be any chance that I would be playing the game of life on her level. I didn't believe it. And so eventually, of course, we get to meet each other and there's all these things and we play these games back and forth. And if you're curious about how we first started, there's a relation or they, an episode that is called The First Six Months. I think it's episode 45 or 50. You're going to have to scroll back a long way, but it's there. That's going to give you the nitty gritty details. But what essentially ends up happening is I'm, I'm questioning, like, how in the world can this woman actually want something to do with me? It makes no sense to me. And so as I'm questioning myself and questioning my worth as it compares to her and looking at her beauty and who she is and saying like, I I don't deserve this. The natural tendency that I would have would be to bend to every will that she has. Sound familiar? Maybe not for you. Right, but as I analyze how her and I started and how things ended up working, right? Unfortunately, I had an entire different relationship at that moment in time. And so there were little times where it wouldn't matter what she would have begged, what she would have said, how much she wanted to see me. That answer was just plain and simply, no, I had other things to do. And of course I had the fear of loss and of course I had the fear of missing out. But obviously as the story ends, I didn't. But it's so typical that in any other situation, I would have kept bending to someone's will and done everything I could to appease them because I was so afraid to lose them or to be less than or to be replaced that I wouldn't be able to go forward. And that's essentially what ends up happening, right, in this relationship roulette. is you come into a relationship, being yourself, and yourself is who your partner either falls in like or falls in love with. It's just that version of you. Like literally take a snapshot in your mind of that moment. Like, man, I went to the gym. I ate well. Right? I wasn't playing coy, but I had I had things that were important to me that were bigger than just the relationship. And from that place, right, we that's what created this attraction, this bond. And if you're Listen to this, and this offends you, and might get it, but I do believe in some pseudo amount of gender roles. ladies, can we stop kidding ourselves? It feels really good for a guy to take the lead. Hey, I want to take you out. Can I take you out? Can we go out can we Can we do something great? Here's where I'm going to take you at this time. Here's what should happen, right? Take control of the situation. And what happens for almost all of us over time is we relinquish that control. And we start to, where do you want to eat? Oh, I don't care. Where do you want to eat? Well, it doesn't matter to me. There's this circle jerk that goes on of everybody trying to please each other instead of remembering what created the spark and connection to begin with. And so, of course, inside a relationship, you must know what it is that you want, but it also is you must know who you are and what you stand for and allow yourself some quiet moments every week to calibrate if who you are and what you stand for is what you're and how you're operating, what you're showing up as and how you're operating. If it's not, that's quite all right, but it's time to make a pivot real time because that version was what created the spark and attraction. I think that's a lot of why the whole conversation of good guys finish last actually comes up. It's not because being a good guy is wrong. What happens is all of us dumbasses, including myself, we bend over backwards to please somebody else and we lose sight of who we are, which is unattractive. We go from emitting this alpha energy, this incredible high frequency, this I'm in control wavelength to this beta energy of just like just walk all over me. I'll do anything you want to. You need me to carry your purse around the mall? Sure. I'll put it on my shoulder. You go shopping. Like, no, that's not how this works. That's not how it ever should work. And all that came from, again, this, this conversation I had with my friend prior to recording this call that recording this episode that just had me thinking, reminiscing about all the things that I had done wrong and all the things that I mean, they ultimately led to me finding my wife, so none of them were actually wrong. They were all incredibly right. But as I get the privilege of speaking with other men, and admittedly women, that are involved in their own different levels of relationship interactions, there's one consistency. The relationships that struggle the most are the ones that forget who they were just before they met their partner. And they shy away from that. And they believe that spending their life just to please someone else by putting themselves second or third, that's somehow going to make the relationship better. And my friend, I found over and over again that to be the opposite of true. If you want your relationship to come to an end, if you want to be single, cater to somebody else's will the entire time. So. I feel better talking about this. Hopefully you feel a little better for listening to it. There's a couple things I would love to have you do for me. If you are not connecting to me on social media, please do so. Come follow me over on Facebook. You can literally go facebook.com forward slash Ryan Nidell, R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L. If we're not connected on Instagram, that'd be great too. Same thing. Instagram.com forward slash Ryan Nidell, N-I-D-D-E-L. And I should put out more and more content on LinkedIn. So you have to look at me at LinkedIn because my my domain is a little different for some different reasons. I'd love to continue our conversation. Stay connected on more than just this platform. Feel free when you connect, drop me a direct message, right? Say hello. And I'm going to wish you the best today. It's Ryan Nidell wishing you truly unlimited success.